The Escapades of Thaddeus Littleman. Chapter 2. A London Lad Learns Loads of Loathsome Facts. on the day of their arrival at Philadelphia International Airport. But no rain came, only the winds and ominous threatening skies straight out of King Lear. There was no little minkin to greet them. On the solemn drive through the Badlands to the aunt's house, Thaddeus Littleman and the father had passed by a bar, the town tavern, the parking lot filled with motorcycles. There were no pubs in America, he was told. On the red doors of the bar, a sign read, No Colors. Was that racist, too? No colored. Wasn't that term not only offensive, but anachronistic? During the drive, Thaddeus was disconcerted with the driver's seat on the wrong side. While listening to the father say they got loads of deer down there, cute at first, but they're really just skinny suburban rats that carry deer ticks and Lyme disease, Thaddeus also worried about dying every moment in a car accident. It's a good thing the disease was found in Lyme, Connecticut, the father had said in the Sorrento. Imagine if it was in the next town over, Clinton. Clinton disease. Just doesn't work, right? Does it have anything to do with the president who molested his intern, Thaddeus said. What I have heard about that cigar still terribly upsets my intestines and my third-wave feminist sensibilities. The father said, no, Clinton was a common name. They came from Arkansas, then carpetbag to New York. Were both Clintons rolled into a carpet? What an idiom. An hour had passed with Thaddeus Littleman still inside the red Kia Sorento. He saw a little brown bird, a finch, picking at the desiccated fibers, most likely filling for its nest. Why couldn't Thaddeus do the same? Wasn't he in America, after all, in territory that once belonged to the Lenape and the Osage and the Shawnee Native Americans who lived in teepees? The aunt's semblance of a house was located on Jackson Road. Broken-down cars littered the yards next to the aunt, who existed in a three-bedroom trailer, but the father called it a deluxe rancher. Three trailers, engineered, or gorilla-glued, together in the shape of a U. It was mostly wooded property, with pine trees, weeds, and overgrown bushes. It was more hot and humid in South Jersey than back in England. Nothing around except pitch pines. Dead flowers dehydrated impatience, languished in rusted hanging baskets with five-year-old blackened cocoa liners. The planters stood like lazy sentinels by what resembled an outhouse or a torture chamber. The first thing he'd do, water those plants, for his mom's sake at least. Living things shouldn't be treated like trash. After hearing several repeated raps at the window, each one louder and emphatically eager, and with the father's pathetic eyes appealing to pathos, Thaddeus surrendered and left the bunker. Could undies be used as a white flag? 
he walked toward the enemy like a POW. Thaddeus found himself on the crumbling concrete steps covered in green algae with his plaid suitcase serving as a shield, hopefully as strong as that made by Hestavus for Achilles. The aunt, the cousin, and the cousin other, or cousin Z, came back outside after hearing the rumors of the surrender Thaddeus agreement with conditions and riders. I've heard that you're one odd dude. Then the press about me is correct, or you've been reading my tweets. The cousin laughed and said he sure liked his accent. Say, Charlie bit my finger. Thaddeus obeyed. The cousin laughed. Now say, oh, Hermione, would you like to see my wand? I'm not saying that. Say, father, I just poo-pooed in my trousers. Yes, I understand, Thaddeus said. My accent is rollicking. I don't know about that, but it sure is funny, the cousin said. You can say anything, and you seem like a brilliant little child. You like guns? Only when aimed at individuals like Adolf Hitler. You ever shoot a gun? Does a water pistol count? Thaddeus asked. The cousin asked Thad for his age. It's Thaddeus. My name is Thaddeus Littleman, formerly of Golders Green, London, England, NW11. Are you requesting actual years of life, including womb time or intellectual and emotional age? The cousin didn't know what to say. But, 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 but that is only one syllable. I feel gay saying Thaddeus. Sorry. I, f I like Rad, Thad, or Thad, Rad. Anyway, you're going hunting with me in the outback. And after that, you're going to love guns. Like that Kiss song, Love Gun. The cousin raised his shirt to show his black and blue marks. Battle scars from the paintballs. The cousin rambled in a stream of unconsciousness of salamatory rhetorical diversions such as do they have paintball in England and did he scare him and are you weird and how did his mom die and was he sad and did he believe in God? He didn't. A bunch of hocus pocus. He would like America better and he didn't know his uncle that well but he would love guns and hunting chicks with him. They were going to have loads of fun but he would have to ditch the gay jacket in those fairy boy shoes. Are you done prep school? He always wanted a younger brother, almost as much as a puppy pit bull. He said his sister's younger, but was a bunch of toad shit. She calls herself Z, the cousin said, but I call her Triple X, because the only future I see for her is porn. Low-budget porn. It was only a matter of time before the aunt gave Thaddeus a massive hug. She continued with the obligatory lies of how big he got. To a little man, a few millimeters may be ginormous. Caught in a wrestling hold, his face was flushed against her exposed, bristly armpit, a million daggers against his conditioned and moisturized skin. His nasal passages were clipped like one of those clothespins strung out there on the line. Did the aunt not believe in routine pit checks? He sneezed. It must be the mildew of the pine needles or the body fungus. And then the scratching started. Thaddeus could tolerate loads of unpleasantries, foul language that substituted for humor, incorrect subject-verb agreement, a limited understanding of French, and peanut butter on a bagel, but improper hygiene? Egads. Le air de Toussaint. Her black, curly nasal hairs needed trimming. The sun caught the luxurious growth of hairs on the curve of her ear. Oh, where was his scythe? She wore a floral sundress, yellow and light and loose. Way too loose. Nipples 
on the aunt are, by way of being female, facts. But even facts are nauseating, like the queen making toilet on the royal commode. Thaddeus just shivered at the thought of the queen making a stink, and then Thaddeus walking into the royal bath as a royalist and then leaving as a republican. Cousin Z didn't say anything to Thaddeus except that the computer in the den downstairs was hers. So don't touch it, she yelled. The cousin whispered, I think she wants you. Cousin sex is legal in dirty Jersey. You two could do some home porn. As a gentleman, Thaddeus introduced himself and gave her his hand. It was as if she never touched anyone before, or even shook hands. Did they shake hands in America? Did they bow? Oh, he knew they didn't bow, but Thaddeus bent down and said it was a pleasure to meet her. No, 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 he wouldn't dream of touching her computer. Did he need to mention it was a fear of germs, then more courtesy? She probably picked her nose and itched her nether regions, and then forgot to sing Hickory Dickory Dock while cleansing rigorously with hot water and soap. The cousin asked if Thaddeus left behind some piece of ass back home. The father translated that to mean if Thaddeus had a girlfriend. I have a girl I fancy, yes, and yes, I understand I'm only 12, and I realize the odds of a distant relationship across the vast ocean, churning, cold, and forbidding, lasting until marital age is nil, but the heart cannot keep from loving, right? Cousin Z asked if he had to talk that way. What way? Well, with, with, with so many words. Yeah, the cousin said, you make me feel stupid. I don't want to have to punch you every time you make me feel bad about my education. Thaddeus knew, if that were the case, he'd be dead by high tea time. The aunt laughed. She said that her son thinks eloquence is a fart. Farts use longer syllables around here, Thaddeus. You'll have to excuse their ignorance. It's their father, the damn lousy sperm-donating bastard. She said the father, Thaddeus's father, had super sperm for the likes of me, as well as that blessed angel he had married across the pond, the one that was so out of his league. But it wasn't a normal littleman trait, intelligence and culture and charm, he guessed. They got moron sperm, and an egg left after the consume by date on the carton. Inside the dwelling, where the open windows brought absolutely zero relief from the humidity and the humility, the father focused him down the hall, hands on his shoulders, to show him the room he'd be sharing with the cousin. There was a bunk bed. Thaddeus kept saying, this is only temporary. This is only temporary. Is it only temporary? Then he realized, no city, no church chimes, no kebab shop takeaways, no British Museum, no Royal Theater, no Hyde Park, no Piccadilly or Trafalgar, Pigeons, no Soho, no Globe Theater, no Wimbledon, no Hammersmith Odeon concerts, no Barbican operas, or Royal Albert Hall orchestras, no walks along the embankment with bum, no Heinz beans or digestives or cucumber sandwiches or plowman's lunch or proper fish and chips in newspaper. The cousin demanded the lower bed because of his frequent trips to the crapper. Did they use a chamber pot here or an outhouse? Every inch of wall space was covered in rock posters of Pink Floyd, Rush, Led Zeppelin. One poster was bigger than a double bed. Then there were the swimsuit women from Sports Illustrated. The cousin whispered. 
The cousin whispered that he kept the good stuff on his phone. Any type of porn you want, man. The ceiling was black. Tonight, I'll show you the stars, the cousin said. Painted stars and planets in fluorescent paint were painted against the black ceiling. With the black light, it was a regular planetarium, man. It's really chill when I get the strobe light going, too, he said. I was inspired on a class trip last year to the Franklin Institute. Universe stuff freaks me out. Makes me feel so small, you know. But here, it's my universe. Then he glared at Thaddeus. And this is my universe, understand? Don't even think of touching anything. Of course, the only way he could make sure that the room was free from any questionable fluids would be to use that black light on every object in that chamber of horrors. He overheard his father once, who told him of a roommate in college who used a sock as a receptacle for his masturbatory habits. A few candidates hung simultaneously limp and stiff over the cousin's bed. Recoiling in horror, that was the only sane response. Quite a room you have here, Billy boy, the father said. I'm tripping, man, just looking at everything. Is it 420 yet? At night, man, it all comes alive. Righteous, the father said. Thaddeus, embarrassed, nudged his father with his elbow. The father was not even 12 hours back in his own country, and already he was changing, as if bitten by a zombie. The aunt suggested some fresh air. She appreciated the way her son enjoyed the wildlife. Kids these days need sunshine, she said. Go outside and have fun. Just stay away from that bar down the street. We can exercise and hunt, the cousin said. We can kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, if you like your birds dead, Thaddeus said. The father said to be careful. He could not see the desperation on Thaddeus's face, the way his eyes pleaded to please rescue him. All he wanted to do was to stay safe inside the comfort of the Sorrento. Could that be his home? He could even pitch a tent outside. He could be fine living in the woods by himself. Maybe he could even build a small cabin. He pictured building himself his own place, like a hermit thrush, singing with graceful ease of solitude and his misery. Thaddeus would open a vein and bleed his memoir over every page of parchment.